Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Okay, everybody, I have a guest today. His name is Nathan Rufty. He is a mortgage loan originator, but he also has a uh, marketing coaching company called Mortgage Marketing Pros, in which we will talk about at the end. Uh, but let me introduce you to him before we welcome him officially. Um, he started in the mortgage lending industry in 1988, um, a baby by my standards, Nathan. I'm really sorry about that. Um, running credit for a direct lender, he worked his way up uh, through various roles, you know, to the point where um, he started um, his own brokerage firm and had that through the meltdown. Um, and, you know, just started testing different ways to attract consumers uh, to call him directly instead of us waiting for the loan, the realtor to give us business. And that really is what started his, his new business, Mortgage Marketing Pros. So he's going to share with us today. Um, how we can break out of our comfort zone and that comfort zone being the zone of sitting and waiting for the phone to ring. You know, the realtor knows what we do. So how come the phone's not ringing? I don't understand it. Um, and so he's going to give us some great information. So Nathan, welcome to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm so happy to have you as a guest. Jennifer, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the invite. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, happy, happy to have you. Okay, so let's just dig right in right away. Um, so, you know, I, I think you and I were just talking, you know, offline that, you know, loan officers can definitely benefit from having, um, you know, a relationship and going and getting consumers by themselves rather than uh, waiting for realtors, you know, to feed them, so to speak. And you've got a couple of different ways that, um, that you can suggest. And so let's maybe highlight the several ways that you you think that people can, get consumers directly, loan officers can get consumers directly, and then maybe only hone in on one or two of them for this podcast. Would you be willing to give that list to us? That sounds great. Yes, ma'am. I am willing to do that. Okay. Now, great. us as, as loan originators, Jennifer, I'm sorry, did I interrupt? Yep. No, go ahead. Um, as, as sales loan originators, we're, we're either proactive or reactive, and unfortunately, a lot of us are reactive, like you indicated earlier. We're waiting for something to happen, and we're in sales, and our paycheck determines on what we do proactively. So with us getting affiliate uh, referrals from realtors, CPAs, divorce attorneys, which are also another great avenue to get a lead source, but um, those lead sources eventually dry up due to the fact that they move on from careers. They retire. They, they pass on. Um, so over the years, I've learned that I cannot rely on one or two, three pillars of uh, sources to come in to get my paycheck going. So um, many years when I started in the lending industry in 1988, we did, and I went back to just here as in the last, uh, since 2009, um, direct mail piece still works. Jennifer, I, I, you probably get direct stuff mail in, the, in your mailbox still, right? Oh, yeah. 
I still do. I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still do too. Yeah. So direct mail still works. You're at least you're making it inside that consumer's home with that direct mail. So I do direct mail. Affiliate partners still with uh, realtors, divorce attorneys, CPAs is still another great avenue. Marketing through social media, and Jennifer, and hearing your podcast and, and watching your YouTube videos, you talk about um, marketing and everything's going online. A lot of your podcasts, everything's going online. Yeah. Sit on your yeah. yeah, sitting on your couch, ordering stuff on Amazon, pizza, food. So. We as loan originators in my local market, and I bet in your local market as well as everybody, the competition for that online space is very, very low. There's not much competition. So social media marketing, video, video is great. YouTube is owned by Google, so that is going to get you ranked. Email campaign, um, I send a, a lot of emails. People still um, like to receive emails and delete you, and they'll go into spam, but email marketing is free. Video is free. Social media is free blogging, if you can if you can talk and, you, and you're passionate about your mortgage business, Jennifer, put it on paper, blog it, learn how to SEO it, and you're going to get ranked on that first page on who, what, when, and where. So blog, blog, blog. Um, teaching seminars in front of realtors about your niche programs. You can get them together and, and teach them about the VA, the down payment assistance, USDA. And another one which I like and a lot of realtors kind of beat me up on, it's for sale by owners. We as originators can target and, and assist those for sale by owners market their property. We're not looking to sell the property. We're not realtors, but we're looking to help them market their property to attract qualified buyers that we can hopefully end up doing the loan for. And once that FISBO for sale by owner sells their home and they're looking to purchase within the state that you're licensed in, you got another, hopefully getting another loan for them to help them with their purchase. So those are several technique, techniques, Jennifer, that I, and obviously still work my database um, with thank you cards, birthday cards, uh, anniversary cards. Um, if I'm speaking with somebody on the phone, and we all know as originators, we get all the excuses up front from a consumer um, on why they didn't send their paperwork in. I had a death in the family. My, I'm a grandfather. I had a kid. Something happened. I got sick. Guess what, Jennifer? I got a stack of Thank you cards ready to go out. I got a stack of get well cards. Sorry to hear about your loss. Congratulations on, on something that happened that delayed them on sending me the paperwork. I send them that card um, right away along with my business card, and that right there can make or break a sale to say, hey, this person really cares. They really listen to me. Mm-hmm. I got a card from yeah. them to get well. And, Jennifer, what would that cost, 50 cents for the card and 50 cents for the, for the postage? Well, unless – to buy them at the dollar store. I mean, which is where I buy them. That's where I buy them. I go to the dollar store. Yeah. And I buy oh yeah, I have the same cards. thing. Yeah, I have yeah. the same thing. A whole pile of different types of occasion cards. Yeah. Yes, and it, Jennifer, it works. And a lot of originators, unfortunately, um, we don't do that. They don't. We don't listen to the consumer, and they, we need to start to listening to them on what their initial point up front was and get on your card list, send it out right away to them. Um, you know, send in a text or an email. That's not as personable as writing a card and sending it out. How many birthday cards do we get from people today? We get taxes for crying out loud. We don't get cards. So right. you send them a birthday card. I get the emails and say, hey, thank you for the birthday card. Um, that birthday card is something special, and it doesn't take that much time, effort, or energy to send it out um, to that consumer, whether it be at the beginning, the middle, or the end of the closing, 
you're touching them. That is a touch point that is key. And most originators, unfortunately, Jennifer, do not take that necessary steps with the cards. So cards are still very valuable in my um, approach to garner that consumer, whether it be the beginning, the middle, or the end. Right. Right. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that wonderful list. And of course, these are all things that we all know we should be doing, right? That's, that becomes the issue <laughs> is yeah. implementation of everything. Um, and, and I appreciate you sharing all of those great ideas. What I'd like to dig into today is, um, well, you know, we can dig into whatever you want to dig in as far as which one of those, but, but I do know that one of the places, and you didn't mention it yet, one of the ways that you like to cultivate consumers first is through uh, workplace rewards, lunch and learns at works, uh, at work. There's all kinds of uh, names oh, that are given to approaching uh, our customers. And, and just to set this up, because I, I do this, but I'm curious to see how you do it and what your twist is. You know, there's nothing that in this industry anybody makes anymore. We all just adapt and, and revise. And, um, but I'm curious to this, and what I, what I want to do in setting this up, you know, is if you're doing 100 loans a year, let's say. Let's just use an easy number because I can't do anything without my calculator. If uh, you're doing 100, lo 100 loans a year, and the assumption is that everybody's married, right, you would have mm -hmm. 200 companies. Now, there may be some duplicates here and there, but let's assume 50% of them are married because I am a divorce lending specialist, and I know that divorce rate's at 53% now. So let's assume half of them are married. You would have 100 companies plus the additional 50 for um, the single people, with a few overlapping. Let's call it 10. You, so you would have 140 potential uh, companies that you could go after and target to do lunch and learns to cultivate more of their employees because the, the um, auspice on this is that if they came to you and could get a loan because they had the right income, then the company is the kind of company you want to go to because they have more of those people they can get loans, right? So Correct. that's the setup here is there's, there's your target list and inside of that 140 companies are thousands of opportunities for you. But you know what? You can just sit back and wait for the realtor to maybe give you business if you took them donuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, right? that's key. That's, yeah. The, um, the, the, Marketing to those 150 companies that you're talking about, um, that is a huge untapped market by loan originators that can go to their local. Obviously, the bigger companies is going to be tough to get into, but these mom-and-pop shops that have 100, 150 employees that can't put into their employee packet that we have a health coverage system, we have dental, we have vacation, also we have affiliate partners that, um, if you go to this restaurant or you go to this a lender or realtor, and also that's another great thing that a loan officer can do is break into that company, Jennifer, and tag along a realtor to say, hey, I got a foothold on ABC Company down the street that has 150 employees. I met with the HR people, and we're going to um, lend them uh, for a home loan at um, a reduced rate or reduced fees or come up with a program. And then that realtor, you can set that realtor up to come, to come in with you once you get that foothold in there. So it's another um, fruit that we can dangle in front of our affiliates to say, hey, look at what I got for you to partner up with me. So, yes, that is a, a key. And the law officer's got to put work into it, Jennifer. You and I didn't get where we were today 
being a reactive loan officer. We've got to be proactive. Um, anything we do is going to need work and effort. So yeah. once that loan officer determines he or she, this is the path I'm going to take, at least have your five pillars of business to come in and be and going after a, a uh, small to mid-sized company in your town and meeting with those HR people to come up with a program for those employees because that will help them attract better employees for their company saying we have these multiple services that we're going to offer you because we went out, we care about you, we want you as an employee, productive employee, we have these services that have elected to give us discounts or reduced rate, um, hold a barbecue for us, or something as us as a company that we can pass on to you as employees because we care about you. And being alone, alone obviously, um, that is a huge um, uh, investment somebody's going to make. So have a, a uh, licensed mortgage professional go in here and teach them how to own a home um, and do the weekend seminars or an after-work seminars and have those regularly work on people's credit, work on down payment money, work on this is the loan process, how to buy a home, what to look for. We don't teach that in high school. We don't teach that in college. This is all through stuff that we do through our life. That's through trial and error. And I would want definitely a mortgage professional and a realtor on my side looking out for me on one of the biggest purchases that I'm going to do in my life to make sure I'm in the right program, the right location, um, and I'm making sure that I'm not going to lose this home for unseen error on my part. Like, I didn't get into an adjustable where I wanted a fix. I didn't buy a house that's going to crumble down behind me as soon as I buy it. So those are the partners um, that they would want to um, hook up with once you get into that um, company, that mid-sized company. Right, right. So, um, and I agree with you, you know, across all, everything, everything you say. Not that I needed to agree with you. I just, I do. Yeah, um, okay. yeah and I, I think it's, I think it's a great, um, it's, I think it's a great approach. So can we break down some of the semantics of how to approach these because I you know I, I have a, a way that I do it and I'm happy to share it but I you know I want to learn what you do how do you how do you break this down how do you identify the companies how do you get the introduction how do you you know what's the process to uh, get in front of the HR person um, and then once you have the meeting and then how do you kind of lay this out what are some of the um, well, you already talked about the topics. I love that you said it's sort of a workshop. Um, I do something called the Home Buyer Club. So, employees of companies are are members of the Home Buyer Club, and they're the ones who attend the workshops that do nice. that because they want to. Yeah, so it's it's just kind of neat, you know, that they're oh, we're part of the Home Buyer Club. Are you? You know, I want before you and and it, so I would like to address those questions. But before you do, I wanted to share. Um, the fact that there's a white paper um, available about the effect of financial distress on productivity in the workplace and um, whether it's a career or a family issue, you know, not being able to budget or knowing how to budget or, um, you know, feeling that their career path isn't getting anywhere. The white paper discusses um, the fact that there's lost hours um, people's health gets worse. That's why there's lost hours because they're not as healthy. They're sick, um, and they truly are because they just don't want to get up and make the donuts, you know. Yeah. And um, and that increases healthcare benefits. Um, it reduces productivity. So therefore, there's a loss to the company. And so that white paper, if you can get your hands on it, um, is a great 
tool to use to approach uh, companies, and that's something that I've used um, in my approach. So I just wanted to address that real quickly. But if we, if you don't mind sharing, you know, what are your steps? Because the people that are listening are ready to take notes. Well, what what you got to identify is is companies within your local market that are that are small to mid sized The bigger institutions would be nice to get into, but you know you want to take your baby steps with these small companies first to go in there and, and identify them when you're um, driving around town. Jennifer, you can drive around town and see which one of these companies. Like, hey, I haven't seen this one before. Uh, I'm in an area that has a lot of warehouses, so it's easy for me to to walk in um, to there and knock on their door, drop some flyers off. Also, LinkedIn's another great opportunity that people can go into first and do their homework to find out who the HR person is um, or call or look on their website. Going in there blindly, you're, you're already at a disadvantage. You want to be at an advantage and say, hey, I'm, I would like to meet with um, Tina Smith today, the HR person. Uh, it'd be nice if you had an appointment, but if you're just walking in there, which I don't recommend, but if you're out and about and you want to do it, and Jennifer, trial and error in this business is, is where we learn. I always tell you, teach loan officers, hey, lose the loan, but don't lose the lesson because the lesson's going to cost you a paycheck every single time. So only lose the loan once and remember what you did uh, do to lose that to correct it the next time. So as these people are, as the loan officers going into these companies, get on LinkedIn, get on their website, educate themselves about their business. Um, go on, like you were saying earlier, the the, um, the turnover rate and people unhappy at their jobs. Go in there and on the job board, find are they always hiring? Are they growing? Are they just replacing people that are quitting? That's not a good place to work. Maybe they're playing, paying low wages and that's not the company you need to go after because those people can't maybe budget for a home um, themselves. But if they've got a 401k plan, so you've got to do your research, Jennifer, on these programs, I mean, excuse me, on these companies before you go in there to make sure there's a 401k benefit because a lot of these workers, uh, blue-collar workers, are not going to make $100,000 a year traditionally. They're going to have a, a small 401k that maybe they can tap into for the down payment. So that's when you go into the HR person loaded and ready to, to answer their questions and give them feedback because a lot of them, from my experience, have, they don't look at that stuff. They don't see, well, what else can I give my employees besides the standard vacation health, uh, eye, vision, and dental, even if they offer that today. So right. if you go in there and you go in there and arm them with, with some of this knowledge that they have not thought about, um, you already got a foothold. You've already became that, that local professional expert in the business of helping people um, refinance or, or purchase homes. So when you go in to meet Tina, you're already armed with maybe who the CEO is, maybe who, how long she's been there for. Oh, my God, you've been here 10 years. You guys must have a good 401K plan. So we as originators, we're vetting these people just like we do when clients come to us. You've got to ask them a lot of questions. Why do your people stay? Um, what makes them draw here? Why do they want to work here? Hey, can you add more better employees if you offered XYZ? I would love to bring our expertise on, on doing a, a loan. And have a flyer with you. Have some business cards, obviously. But tailor the program. That shotgun approach is not working anymore. When you go in to meet that HR um, person, which if you do your research and you're not blindly emailed them, you go on LinkedIn, you go on their website and find out how long have they've been there. Maybe they know some. Maybe a loan officer knows something about that company they're targeting, Jennifer, because maybe they have a relative that's in the same business and say, "Oh, you build that widget. My cousin builds that widget in in Iowa, and they do it this way." I mean, you've got to have that 
that break ground, right? You got to have that conversation that's going to break the ice, break down that wall. And now you're just having a conversation, Jennifer, like you and I are having. So once you go in there, you're better prepared. You sound intelligent. You know what you're talking about. Um, they're going to relax a little bit more saying you're not in there trying to sell them something. You're trying to present them a benefit on what they can do to pass along to their employees. So my biggest thing is research that company, make an appointment to go in there. And is it work? Well, of course it's work. Anything we do in our business is going to be work, but it's easier because you're not trying to, they're not calling in and you're presenting them an interest rate. You're presenting them a benefit to their employees. Who would want to listen to that? Right. So absolutely. So, um, in, in the absence of walking in, which is a cold call, and yeah. LinkedIn, which is kind of a warm call, what other suggestions do you have for, for uh, communicating with them? Are you um, holding an HR uh, um, workshop or mixer or something like that? Are you involved with um, the HR Association, Hershma, I can't remember, Hersham um, Association? Locally, are you uh, sending a letter and then following up with a, a phone call? What What are some of those I'm other doing, tactics? I'm doing those as well. I'm doing everything that I can um, on to get okay. in front of the HR individual. I haven't joined any of the associations. It's more, I, I wear four or five days out of the week. I'm in here with a tie. I have a tie on. I'm, I'm walking out there. I'm a professional. Unfortunately, we've gotten a little relaxed in our business where we're doing the blue jeans and maybe a collar shirt. If you're going to walk into an HR office and you're going to present them uh, on your company, you've got to be presentable. And my mom's always taught me, you work, you work the way you dress. And if I'm in here in shorts and the flip-flops, I, I, I'm thinking of something else besides work. So if I'm going to go to see an HR person or come to the office, I got to be, have a tie on and have that uh, work mentality. So Jennifer, what I've been doing uh, as of late is yes, I do everything that you just talked about, but join the associations. I, because I'm going into these companies, I'm emailing them, I'm calling them, I'm sending them a letter. I find them on LinkedIn to find out who is the HR person over there and what their history was, because that's going to be one of the biggest decision makers on if they're going to do these programs or not. Obviously, they may have to run it by the president or their um, CEO, right. but that HR person is obviously going to have the, the 75% of decision making on if they're going to do these programs or not. And they've been successful. Our company created a program just for this very fact, which I like. So I already have something that I can go in there and say, our company offers this for companies such as yourself. Now it's, it's up to me as the loan originator on how I present this, how I deliver it, and what benefits can I do than just what my company is saying that, hey, you can go present this. It's up to us to get in front of that individual and present them that, hey, I'm, I'm a professional, work with me. So the phone call, the email, the letter, that is all free for me to do. The phone call is free, the email is free. But as indicated earlier, Jennifer, I do call them and but I know who I'm calling. I'm just not blindly calling and saying, can I talk to your HR department? How far is that going to go? Right. So you've got to educate yourself on who you're targeting, why you're targeting them, and, and, have, and get that appointment just to set in front of them. I'm going to bring them the benefit. I'm going to, I'm going to show your employees how this, how this service is going to benefit them and benefit you as a, as a company on hiring people. They're going to love that. I mean, I wouldn't go in there and um, don't do any false advertising people, you've got to go in there and lay your groundwork and be very professional uh, on what you're doing and give them um, that industry courtesy 
and professionalism that you are about what you're there for and what your intent is for is to help and assist their home, their employees to become homeowners or obviously refinance to a lower interest rate. So this is all about presenting and being an asset to that company as an affiliate partner to them. Nothing more. You can't go in there and try to and just be dishonest with anybody. Go in there and be honest with them and be authentic, and they're going to see that, that you're there um, to help their company and their employees. So the letters, those work. Those work. Yeah. Cause I, the reason you do the letter is saying, hey, I, I, Tina, I mailed your letter last week. Did you have me get it? My name is Nathan Ruffy. They can say, yes, they got it. No, they didn't get it. Yes, I got it. Did you haven't had a chance to read it. There's break, you're breaking the ice right there, Jennifer. And then you can get in, hey, are you available at 2 o'clock next week uh, for me to right. come by your office? Obviously, you want to be on their home turf to see the employees, their environment, their, their safety stuff, if oh, they're in the warehouse. Yeah. And you go out, and guess what? If they, if they like you, she's gonna, she or he is going to walk you around the office and maybe meet the CEO. So your, your credibility is just only nothing but going up and closing that, that, that sale is nothing but going up. Right. Right. Awesome. So uh, I just want to kind of chirp in with a couple things. I mean, the way that I have done this, um, just so that everyone has the benefit of hearing all different kinds of ways, oh, is that, yeah, I have, um, I have utilized, it's part of my perfect loan process to contact my client when they love me the most. So when is that? At loan approval, right? right? Yep. And yeah. say thank you so much, you know, for the um, uh, working with us. Congratulations, you have your loan approval. Hey, listen, I was wondering if it, you could do a favor for me, or if you could help me out. Yeah, sure, Jen, because I just gave them an approval. Sure, Jen, I can. I'm wondering if you would be interested, you know, if you're comfortable with it and with your permission, to introduce me to someone in your payroll or HR department, because my company has a program workplace program, whatever you want to call it, has a program that uh, provides benefits to companies and the employees that work there just like you. Would that be something you'd be comfortable doing? And that's the approach that we take. So I utilize it in my, you know, instead of asking for a referral, which I asked throughout the whole process, um, at this particular point, I'm not asking for a referral. I'm asking for a connection to their HR manager or their payroll person or their president of their company. And it becomes much more of a, a warm, you know, warm referral. So that's, that's one additional way to do it. Also, I wanted to also mention that, you know, I'm not looking necessarily, I'm, I'm not only looking for people who are purchasing or refinancing, but I'm looking for the whole collective group for me to be able to manage their mortgage, to pull them into my fold so that they become just like every other client and manifest my database so that it's filled with people that I'm managing their mortgages whether I originated them or not because the odds are the guy who did or the gal who did isn't doing a good job following up during the retention you know or keeping um, the relationship after closing which you and I will talk about um, they're not doing a good enough job doing that so being in my mortgages under management program I'm able to create a relationship with them without the concern or need for, you know, all Jen wants is me to purchase or refinance, and that's not what I want. Um, I, I do want that, but I don't want that from everyone. So rather than excluding anyone who's not purchasing or not refinancing, I want to meet everyone who's got a loan, right, and, and manage their mortgage. Those that don't have a loan and aren't in a position to buy a house or refinance, that's the home buyer club. So now I have the home buyer club, those that are actively, you know, have the ability to do something, and those that have been there, done that, 
and uh, we're just you know setting the course and that way I'm able to have a whole plethora of people from whom I now can get additional referrals those are all great those are all great so I'm curious what is your ROI on this and, and not a percentage but but is this a main t I mean this is one of your pillars is this represent 10% of your business or 80% of your business what could someone listening um, think or hope to get, gain from this as they start embarking on it I, I generally have five pillars this is one of them and I try to put them as 20% 20% 20% because if one falls off obviously more more is going to shift over to um, yeah. my purchase and, and refinance business um, this is hitting about 10 to 12 percent um, of the business it, it's it's going up and I wouldn't mind having everything at at a 20 even kill um, obviously higher the better because if one pillar falls off I can add another one and that's going to gain another uh, 20 percent so I'm not just hey I got 50 percent here 50 percent here if I lose it my 50, my 50 percent pillar is gone what am I going to do 50 percent of my income is gone so the right. ROI, and this is right. this is work like you like you were talking about Jennifer this is work to um, mm -hmm. put them in that three categories that you have them in but it's a great category and, and if you start off small and you perfect it these this can be one to two and then all of a sudden it goes to eight to ten and then ten to twelve so as it grows you're you're not going to have to worry about going after this bucket that's a, a return of five percent and it's never going to get more than five get rid of that bucket yeah. put in something that's going to garner more ROI which is this is a huge one because just like you said earlier we said earlier there's no loan officers I wouldn't say no but there's very few that go after this type of marketing because they think it I, they never thought of it before or they don't know how to approach it and I think everything that you and I just talked about is a good way to approach it to maintain it and to keep it lively throughout that whole entire um, time that you're there that maybe you can pass it on to somebody but your input into what you're doing it's fantastic that right there is, is, is should be a good ROI for you like it is for me probably more than I am. yeah well I spent you know first of all I think it's an effective use of time because um, instead of having one-to-ones with a lot of people that were waiting around to have realtors or anybody else sent to us it's an opportunity to um, you know meet a mass group of people teach them go through the process in mass quantity rather than an appointment or you know an yeah. online meeting or phone call right and regurgitating yeah. the same information so it's a it's an extremely effective use of my time which I'm very sensitive to and then the other part about it is something that I just escaped me <laughs> which just escaped me uh, the other part about it is something else okay so we'll move on I you know and everybody's probably saying oh my gosh what's that other part that's so yeah, good yeah. it's probably really really good and if I do remember it I'll be sure to, um, well, to can, back in uh, again but well hopefully know. hopefully a bargain in or this will jog a memory you know those employees are going to leave and go somewhere else and they're going to say introduce you to another just like realtors will go oh, from one point. company to the next mm -hmm. so as an employee retires or, or finds another company they can bring that over and like you said you're going to have that close-knit relationship with these employees you're going to know who's going to who leaves and who comes and who goes right and right and that's also a, like you said really good oh yeah and, and if that company grows um, hopefully by what you're doing too I mean that, that's a huge event but if they once they grow um, your your database is only going to grow because they're going to hire more people and just like what you said you got you got more touch points if they hire 10 people well if they're married you got a 50% chance so now you got five additional people 
to touch and and communicate with and always keep these people informed on what's going on and, and their events. And I, I just like it, like you indicated earlier, you're not doing the one-on-ones. Maybe you're doing one to, to 50, one to 20, one to 12. You're, you're in front of a captive audience versus trying to gain one attention to one individual. Yeah, yeah. And so what I was originally going to say is the other part of it is, again, the effective use of my time just for the group it, itself. But uh, my days are spent uh, doing lunch and learns and, you know, going going to the various companies and doing the lunch and learns. I don't do weekend versions and I don't do evening versions. And, and this is, you know, where where what makes this so unique or anything that we do unique is that we can decide how we want to do that. Um, of course, if someone asked me, would I, would I do it? I have, I have Raytheon here in my area. Um, that account, that's my account. Um, I, nice. I do lunch and learns for Raytheon. And it's because the loan that I did was for the HR manager of Raytheon. And I know nice. many of us have done loans for HR managers and we've lost those opportunities to, to be able to jump in. And so as a result, we've had um, uh, mixers after work and those types of things. And so I, I would sure, you know, be happy to do that. But when you're waking up in the morning, you're saying, what am I going to do today? Because I'm waiting around for this, you know, person to send me business. This is a great way to fill your time because you're, you know, creating those, um, those wonderful uh, relationships. The other thing I was going to mention too, is that I used to, I'm not able to now because of my volume, but I used to deliver um, approvals to my borrowers and I'm not saying about the paper you can take the paper approval but go to my borrower the chattiest borrower right the one who chats mm-hmm. the most and drop mm-hmm. by with an approval um, quick approval gift and when you're in there people are saying well who's that and what's going on and and so you're starting to spread the word you know oh that's my lender wow they bring your approval to you yeah they do so only when you can it's not something you do for everybody it would be yeah. something you do for special borrowers who would have a significant Im- influence then why not um ask you know to be to go to them uh not ask but drop into their office deliver them something really nice and while they're there saying hey by the way who's your hr manager i'd love to meet yeah. them right so there's all different kinds of ways to do that so let's move it, wonderful thank you very much for your insight um i learned a couple great things in here uh for me as well it, you know for someone who's already doing it for someone who isn't doing anything this is a lot to take in so hopefully you'll hit the replay button and listen to it all over again. Um, it's very profitable and it's very rewarding. Very. Um, so we wanted to talk briefly uh, because we're getting close on time here, but we wanted to talk briefly about retention, about the fact that the relationship begins at closing. So what kinds of thoughts do you have around that, um, you know, as a marketing professional? Um, at, the, at the end of the process, obviously during the beginning of the process, getting that lead, and is is difficult at that. That's why you got to have those pillars. That's why you got to meet the HR, getting them into process as well. And I hear this all the time, Jennifer, like you do from from realtors. Oh my God, your communication was great. So during that loan process, all the loan originator has to do is communicate the good, the bad, and the ugly of what's going on with that loan when it was processed. When and not just hey, the loan was processed. The loan was processed, um, anticipated a loan decision within 48 to 72 business hours. And then they're going to love you. If you just communicate with that individual during the loan process, you're going to win over realtors. Uh, raving. You're going to have those raving fans we always talk about during that loan process. Mm-hmm. Well, great. We did a great process. We had raving fans during the process. Now, after the process, once we close the thing, 
we still want to keep them ever, ever raving fans. And if we don't do that, we're losing opportunities, Jennifer, like you indicated earlier. We've got to capitalize on every opportunity from the beginning to the end and even after that. So after you close an escrow, um, I send thank you cards, Jennifer, to uh, the agents, both agents that gave me the referral as well as the listing agent. I send one to the um, escrow person because escrow deals with a lot of realtors. And the, I'm sure the realtors uh, say, man, I'm looking for a good lender. This lender didn't do well on this one or, or that one. And then maybe they, at that time, that, that the escrow officer will say, hey, we just closed a deal with so-and-so over here. They were great. Why don't you give them a call? So you can mm-hmm. tap that after the close. So you got two agents, the borrower, um, the um, escrow officers, who I send my thank you cards to. I email everybody, put them in my database. I get my CRM going with everybody that was on the close, even the escrow people. Um, I send the uh, package to my buyers and my refinance people as well. Um, the note, the, the deed, and some other things inside there. The home exemption here in California, I don't know if it's across the United States, but in California we have a home exemption form. I send in there a homestead form. Um, I have relationships with um, trust attorneys and all that kind of stuff. So once they buy a home, well, they should put their home in a trust if they think about that. I want to be, like you said earlier, you're in the home buying club. You're part of, I'm going to be your mortgage manager on your home, on your home loan, regardless of my buyer or not. Let's get you in a position to be in a good loan. So after the close, I want them to be in a good position financially. Did you file the homestead? Did you put it in a trust? Did you do these things to protect yourself? and your asset just in case something happens. I send birthday cards. I identify my professions, Jennifer, like a VA, uh, a police officer, because mm-hmm. we got police officer day, we got teacher day, we got mm-hmm. nurses day. Um, and I send all those professions a, um, a card. I buy them or get them on Vistaprint, and I handwrite every single one of them, and I mail them out on those particular days so I have my touch points and I stay in front of them. I love doing VA loans, so I send out my VA cards, my police officer, nurses, and, and educator um, cards after the close. I send birthday cards uh, to both um, spouses, and I, I get my touch points with them every uh, two, twice a year. I get my touch points. I look at my borrowers and see if they, there's opportunities to help them with a refinance to get out of maybe an FHA loan or get them out of an 80-10 loan to refinance and do a conventional, a VA cash out to do home improvements. And I touch them twice a year and I send them a handwritten letter and some comps and say, hey, this is what's going on in your neighborhood. So after the close of escrow, I continue to be in front of my, my client up to, from this is what I read, Jennifer, you can see if I'm wrong or right about it, but I read that if, they, if you don't hear from your client in five years, whether they thank you for a birthday card or, or something, um, or they don't text you back or email you back on something you did after the close, you get rid of them. I, if I don't do anything for five years, I get rid of them. I still keep them in my drip campaign, my CRM, but I don't send them anything anymore. Yeah. Is that five years is good? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've heard, I've heard five years. I've also heard realtors say that they've worked with people for, you know, seven years and they finally got a response. But, but I do think, you know, what, what you want to do is at some point you have to put a line in the sand and yeah. say, you know, I'm not getting response, so I'm not going to go to that nth degree. So, yes, you're right. Keep them in the drip campaign here and there, but don't go to the nth degree to, um, you know, to go out of your way for someone who is a, yeah. a C in your database. You exactly. Know, someone who's exactly. not as important. Yeah. Well, good. My yeah. five years is on I, this. You know, yeah. I think, 
Yeah, I think whatever, you know, I think it also depends on the market, don't you think? I mean, yeah. we're in a market where everybody in my database has a has a low, 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 low rate. Yeah, and yeah. so oh, yeah. would I just cut them off because of five years? Probably not because they might be thinking about refinancing. I mean, not refinancing, but doing home improvements, and they don't want to get rid of that mortgage. But maybe I can help them with a second, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think I'd have to think through that, and I think it's an individual decision, and it depends on your market. You know, I do that. I think it also depends on your utility. You know, your financial utility. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why everything that I do, Jennifer, a a good portion of what I do, I do for free. I guess the the stamps and the when I go to my dollar store here, they're fifty cent birthday cards. So I, you know, I get two for a dollar, and so I get to send out when people come to my office and they think, can I get a stamp from you? No, because I'm going to mail that stamp to a client that can make me thousands of dollars. I'm not going to give it to you to. you know, pay your electricity bill today. So I, I, I coddle my stamps here in my office because I know that what that one, I think what that 48 cents now, 49 cents stamp can potentially give me in return to reaching that client after the close of escrow because I, I'm like, man, I got to go buy another whole roll of stamps for that one because it's just my, my thing, ADD kicking in or something like that. But I continue to touch my clients. I do it for five years, Jennifer, just because, if, like you said, if I don't hear from them, they're gone. But if they occasionally email me or call me back or text me back, I may keep them in a little bit longer. Um, if I see, because I go on title profile, if I see that they did a second lien, um, then I look at them and say, hey, it's about time you got enough equity to combine those seconds with the first and the second together. Right. So they keep those in, in there a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, after the close of escrow, we just, a lot of I forgot what the statistic is, but um, people would refer their realtor or their lender if they knew who they were. And yeah, the statistic, the- yeah, that statistic is that 87% of consumers who are asked by the National Association of Realtors um, whether or not they would use their original real estate agent um, said they would, 87% of them. However, only 13%, and it's not because it's 100%, um, only yeah. 13% of them actually do because they didn't hear from them. They didn't know who they were. Yeah. They thought they were great, but they can't remember their name. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's the, yeah, that's the stati- statistic. So that well, is, thank you for hot. sharing all that. That's, that's wonderful. You know, the key is to do it. I mean, you have to do yeah. it. It's, there's no magic pill. You have to put mm. process and systems in place. The sooner you do them, the better. On your on your volume, my database is now somewhere around 8,500 people, and because um, nice. I've been in lending for 34 years, I've got a huge database. And um, if you try to put this together for that size of a database, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> Start yeah. sooner, sooner than yeah. later. Get the practice, yeah. get the habit in place, so it's easier to consume and to scale. And um, you know, okay, the, so the what would you thing. like to leave us with? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the one okay. thing that when I talk, Jennifer, to like probably what you do with, with a lot of loan originators and salespeople and, real, and realtors, when I talk to them, I look at their desk and I go, God, you got thank you cards. That is so awesome. Oh, man, I, I don't have time to send them. What? You don't have time to send five, <laughs> one, two, or three thank you cards a, a, a day or a week? It doesn't take that much to send. You know, I, when people call me in off a mailer and I don't, um, I can't facilitate their need at that particular moment, I send them an extra card, so thank you for calling me. If you know anybody in your sphere of influence, neighbor, coworker, family, friends that are looking to purchase or refinance a home, I welcome the opportunity to connect with them 
and show them the benefit of working with me. That is my standard line that I write in my uh, card. It's just a thank you card. It doesn't take that much effort to do it, and that's all the time. So like you said, you just got to do it. You got to start somewhere. It doesn't, it's never going to be a, a reactive method that things are going to call you. You got to be a proactive uh, loan officer to start your database to build 8,500 names. Um, that is huge and gets you going, and, and you got to start somewhere, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, uh, you know, again, I encourage people to do that. And we've talked about this on this podcast. I don't know how many times is, you know, it, no one's going to be able to, no one can do your push-ups. Okay. You can, yeah. you can ask someone to do your push-ups. You have to do it. And once you've done one, you discover that it's easy to do three and then it's easy to do yeah. more. You have Absolutely. to start somewhere. So, you know, encourage every, I encourage everybody to do that. All right. So what would you like to leave us with today? If you could, um, you know, give us, some of your wisdom, what is the one thing you'd like to leave us with today as it relates to everything that we've spoken about? Just, just like a Nike slogan, just do it. You've got to start somewhere. I do like, I do like video. I, I love video. It, everybody's got a phone in our business, and that phone is, is a lifeline to what we do, whether it be an email, a phone call, or a text, or a video. And I do a lot of videos um, about programs in my local market. And when that HR person researches you, which I hope that they do, if they research you online and Google your name and they don't see anything about you online, whether you're blogging or, or you have a, a LinkedIn page or Zillow page or some kind of online presence, Jennifer, your credibility is going to go down with them and it's not going to bode well for you. So, Video is key. I like to do video because it's owned by Google, and I get first-page ranking in my local market. I get calls. I'm here in California. I'm only licensed in the state of California. I get calls from all over the United States on people wanting me to do their loan, but I'm only licensed in, in California. Um, and that's the power of video. That's the power of marketing. That's the power of just doing something, start something. So video is, is key. Um, and I have a link to our website. Uh, mortgage marketing pros that a loan originators can click on and download a free step-by-step -step on how to upload, how to do videos on YouTube and get them on YouTube. I see so many videos from real estate agents. Oh, I do video. And I, Jeff, I go after them and try to help them. Yeah, I see that you do video. You uploaded your video on so-and-so a year ago and you got five views. How's your marketing company doing for you? I'm a loan originator and look at my views that I have on my on my YouTube channel, I want to help you get more views. The more views you get and the leads you get, the more I business I will get because I helped you get there. So I do video because it's it's free. YouTube's free. I don't pay anybody to to edit my videos. I do everything myself and I upload it myself and I just know how to do it because I've been doing it so long. That's why I created um, that step by step Jennifer on how loan originators should do video and how to upload videos with the key search terms because our business is okay. not just okay. a general business. Yeah. Right. Right. So thank you for sharing that. So we'll make sure that we put that in the um, show notes so that everyone can go there and, you know, learn more about how to do that. Um, appreciate that very much. So I want to thank you for providing us with lots of information. This is a, a big download of information. Uh, it is, <laughs> um, we probably could have done a podcast for each one of these, but, yeah. and, and that's okay. You know, I'm happy with, I'm happy with that. And, uh, you know, again, just take one idea and try to implement it. 
and then, you know, create a habit and then add another idea. You, it's just impossible to, uh, you know, I've said this before, you know, at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, if you had a New Year's resolution to lose weight, stop drinking, stop smoking, walk, you know, work more, whatever those are, if you're trying to do all of them at one time, they, you will ultimately fail. So take one idea, start implementing and thinking about it, you know, and use it in a jam session. Um, and especially now, you know, we're at the end of, well, not the end, we're, you know, we're approaching the fall of 2017. This is a great time to start thinking about what you want to do for 2018 to, you know, level up and increase your business. So did you have something you wanted to say that I maybe interrupted you there? I, I want to thank you again for allowing me to be on your platform and, and talk to your, to your audience about our business. It's a great career, and we must treat it as a career. This is our income. This is our, what we provide for ourselves and our family. And if you have that system down, Jennifer, like you do, um, if you have your steps like, hey, this is what I'm going to do today and feel like I came into my office and I did something when I left, left to go home to see my family, then you had a great day. If you just come in here and, and, and be nonproductive, guess what? Your paycheck is going to show that you're nonproductive. So I, I, I like this, love this business. I like what I do. Um, that's where I think you and I convey that to our consumers is once they, they feel that we like what we're doing, they're going to want to deal with us. So we as loan originators must convey that and must come into this office every day. And if you're, if you're not in that mood, then don't come in. So I, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be on the platform and, and share what I do um, throughout my eight, nine hour day that I come in every day. <laughs> You are very welcome. Well, listen, everybody, thank you again for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I hope that you found this information valuable and that you took away at least one gold nugget that you can in, in, um, implement into your business. And I look forward to catching you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.